If you have your Bibles or Testaments with you, we're turning to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 28, please. If you haven't, just listen. We're only reading a few verses. and Listen to the Word of God as we read it. When you're getting your place uh, on Thursday night in our Bible study and prayer meeting, Stephen Riddle will be in charge of that next Sunday morning. I will be ministering in the morning and in the evening. We're having a carol service. Uh, the young people of the Sunday school and others will be taking part. And again, ladies, there will be supper. We haven't had supper for a long time, so we're having two Sunday nights now. So uh, next Sunday night, ladies, remember there will be supper as well. And we're expecting a good crowd next Lord's Day evening as well for there are many relatives and families of the children who like to come and like to see them doing their pieces. We know the Lord will bless to us these announcements in his will. And we're at Matthew's Gospel, chapter 28, just reading the last three verses, the last three verses of the chapter and the last three verses of the book of Matthew. The last words of someone is very important. And the last words of someone who's going to die and who is being deceased is uh, very important and words that we cling to and we remember what the last words that people say and sometimes they're very interesting, very informative and words that need to be taken heed to. These are among the last words of our Lord Jesus Christ to his disciples and to us, the children of God, even, even today. And verse 18 in Matthew 28, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them, now notice this, teaching them to observe all things All things, not some things, all things, whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Or another proper translation there is unto the end of the age. And we know that the Lord will bless to us the public reading of his word. I want to speak to you tonight for a short time on three things that are essential for a baptismal service such as this. Essential, that is, for those who are being baptized. And I'm going to do something that I don't usually do when I'm preaching. I'm going to give you the three headings just to start with. And the first one is this. There's conditions that are required. There's conditions that are required. Secondly, there's a command that's to be obeyed. And thirdly, there's a confession to be remembered. Now let's take the first one, conditions to be required. The conditions that are required... For someone to go down into this tank of water and be baptized is, number one, 
They must be a believer on the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I didn't say a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ because you could be here tonight and believe. The very devil believes. You could be here tonight and you could believe in Jesus. But you may not be believing on him, resting on him for your salvation. And so the first requirement is that you're a believer. That is that you're born again, yet you're saved, whatever you like to call it, regenerated. But there's been a time and a moment and a time in your life when you were saved. And never be ashamed of that word. And there was a time in your life, sometimes people can't just put the exact date on it, but there was a time in their life when their life was changed and transformed and the old things of the world that they used to enjoy, they didn't enjoy any longer. And there were new creatures in Christ Jesus. And that's the first requirement you need to be saved. Now this is believer's baptism. It's not adult baptism. And, and it's not the infant baptism. It is believer's baptism. It's for those who are saved and believe and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. For the first 300 years of the early church, this was the only kind of baptism that was known. They baptized them in rivers. They baptized them in lakes. They baptized them in seas. And for the first 300 years, this was the only type of baptism was practiced until the devil got in with infant sprinkling and such things and pouring. Will you not find in this book, my friend, any word from beginning to the end of it, and mind you, I'm 38 years preaching it, you will not find in this word the one trace of where children and infants were baptized. And where they got it from, I don't know. But there's no such thing in this book as infant baptism. Let us make that clear right now. It's believer's baptism. And that was the only baptism that was known for 300 years. Ten times in the New Testament it says, They that believed were baptized. Now an infant that spans length is brought into the church before a priest or before a minister, that wee infant can't believe anything. You would know that, of course. But the Bible ten times tells us that they that believed were baptized. And all the waters in Loch Ern and all the waters of Loch Nay can't take away a child's sin or your sin or any sin. The Bible says nothing can for sin atone. Nothing but the blood alone. We're justified by blood. We are saved from the wrath to come. It's Christ's death and the shedding of his blood on the cross at Calvary that we're justified and saved through. Repent ye therefore, the word of God says time and time again, and be baptized. That was the order of the Corinthians. Hearing, believing, they were baptized. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How can they hear without a preacher and how can the preach except they be sent? And we have been preaching baptism from the word of God for we can, I can take it a portion after portion tonight and show you why we preach Baptist. It's not the Baptist doctrine. It's not brethren doctrine. It's not Elam doctrine. This is biblical doctrine. And we preach it because it's biblical doctrine. 
And the, and the um, a master quoting faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Now these people that have been baptized tonight, like anybody that are being baptized, they've heard the word. They've sought in the word. They've understood it in the word as the word has been preached to them, as they read the word. Uh, they see it in the word and they know it, and they know that it's the word says it, and they're obeying the word. They're not obeying me. They're not following somebody else. My friend, it's not a, it's not a very a nice thing, you know, for to stand out in front of people and go down into this tank. No, no. They're not doing it for that reason. We, we get pied because we believe, first of all, that the Word of God teaches us and we want to obey the Word. So someone come to me about weeping and saying, I want to obey God. At all costs, I must obey Him. And my friend, that is the point. That is the point. And that's what the Word teaches us. They see it in the Word, they heard it in the Word, and they know that it's truth. They heard, they believed it in the heart, and now they're being baptized. They're following Scripture. That's number one. They're believers, they've seen it in the Word, it's not from man, and they're doing it because they believe and they've seen it in the Word of God. That's the first condition. The second condition is this, to be baptized, you need a testimony. You need a testimony. You see, you could be saved and have no testimony. And it's very sad in Northern Ireland there are many people who claim to be saved but have no testimony. And they dare not break ranks and come out and stand here. They dare not for who in case would be looking to them or who would hear. Because they're not living the life on the note. Don't you be coming near this tank Unless you have a testimony that men and women know and can see this man, this woman saved or born again. And I can assure you, anybody that we baptize here, we know about it. Friend, you can be saved and not have a testament. And I trust that you have a testament tonight. And if I was going to ask you, I wouldn't ask you tonight about your testimony. I would ask somebody in your home. I would ask somebody you work with. They'll tell you. Your children will tell you. Your husband will tell you. Your mother will tell you. Your wife will tell you. So you need a testimony. You need to be able to be transparent and stand up and say, as far as I know, there's nothing between me and God and there's nothing between me and man. And there's no sin in my life other than sins where I fall and feel like all the rest of it, that I have to come and confess that there's no sin in my life. There's nothing to prevent me from doing it. I'm not ashamed to own my Lord or to defend his cause. Thirty years ago, there was a car bomb at Dolphin Katie, County Armagh. No warning car bomb. It left the town like a war zone. Some of us were out at that. In a very short time. And the job was to find out if there's anybody in the homes injured.
And I went to the Northern Bank for a new the bank manager and his wife lived in the Northern Bank. And the place was in rubble and I knocked the door and, and he came out. I didn't know him very well but I knew his wife, a good, saintly, godly woman who used to have meetings in the bank in her home. They lived in the bank. When I got into conversation with him on the street that day and I said to him, tell me, are you saved yourself? He says, don't you be talking to me about being saved. Don't you be talking to me about Christians. He pointed back into the bank. He says, I could bring you in here and I could show you folders and I could show you files of Christians who have no word who are the greatest hypocrites in this, in, in this business. Man, he was mad. I became good friends with that man after that. And I never knew him ever to be saved. I hope we're not talking about you tonight. I hope you have a testament. I hope there's been a time in your life when you've confessed and repented and been changed. Because if there's not, you're no example to your children, you're no example to anybody. The second thing is this is required, the conditions to be required, is there's a command to obey it. To be obeyed. You see, this is one of two commands that the Lord Jesus Christ gave before he left. The other is the Lord's table. There are two commands. They're called sometimes the two sacraments. And the command of the Lord to his people was, I command, we read it in this Matthew, we read it. I command you to be baptized in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And then he commanded them that on the first day of the week, not once a month, not once a year, on the first day of the week, that they would gather together to break bread and remember him. And if we want to obey the Lord, we need to be doing that. And you that are going to be baptized, and you that are baptized, you need to go the whole way now. Because you can't obey one command and not obey the other. If you want to please the Lord and serve the Lord, as you say you do. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Teaching them to obey all things whatsoever I command you. Lo, I am with you always. You see, friends, we live in a day not only of superficial Christianity, but supermarket Christianity. We come with our trolley to the church. And we say, I'll take this and I'll not take that and I'll take this and I'll not take that. I'll, I'll not take that this. And I'll not take the Lord's table. 
I'll, I'll, I'll take Sunday morning, I'll have nothing else to do, I'll come out on Sunday morning. I'll maybe take Sunday night if there's tea and there's a testament, I might. You can do that all you like out in the world. You can do it in all the supermarkets that you like, but you don't do it in the church. If you want to obey the Lord. If you love me, Jesus says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. I test the love. Test the love for the Lord when people break ranks and they stand up and they stand out and they say, right, I belong to him. Oh, my life's not everything that it should be and we know that. And there's none of us perfect and we'll all fall and we'll all fail and we'll all blunder. Of course we do. But we love the Lord and we love him so much that we want to follow him and we want to obey him. Jesus said, repent. The word of God says, repent and be baptized. Repenting is an inward thing. It's repenting of our sins and saying, I'm sorry, Lord, for those sins. I'm convicted of them. I should never have done them. It's an inward thing. Baptism is an outward thing. Salvation is a heavenly thing. It comes from above. This is an earthly thing. Salvation comes from God. Men do this. We're going to baptize. To obey is better than sacrifice. To obey is better than sacrifice. Do you hear that? You know there's people will give and there's people will pray and there's people will attend meetings. But when it comes to this, no. Very quickly, we don't only do it because we're commanded by the Lord, but it was practiced by the Lord. Now, my Savior had no sin. My Savior had no need to go down into the dirty waters of the Jordan to declare that he was once a sinner and now he's saved and he's declaring to all that he's saved. He was wholly harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, the only man that ever walked and ever will walk this broad acres of earth that was without sin. We're all sinners, born in sin. And John didn't want, John the Baptist didn't want to baptize me. He says, I am not baptizing you, Master. He says, yes, you are baptizing me. I must be baptized. And I want to be baptized so that I can identify myself with my people. And that my people can identify themselves with me. And he went down into those waters and they were not clean waters. And when he came up out of the waters, the Savior, the Creator, the Lord Jesus Christ, when he came up out of the water, heaven opened and God spoke and said, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And at baptism service, the Father was there, the Son was there, and the Holy Spirit was there. For the Holy Spirit rested on him and remained on him. Never left. Leaves us. Never left him. The whole Trinity was involved. Why did he do it? He's a captain of our salvation. He's coming out of the water. He says, now you follow me. Follow me. 
In the old days, the captain was the one who went first in the wars and in the battle. He led the way. Now he says, follow me, follow me. I'm the captain of your salvation. You follow me. Do what I do. Whatsoever he says unto you, do it. What's he saying? Baptize. Do what I did. Do what I did round the table. I died for you. Follow me. And that's all that they're doing tonight. They're following the master. They're following him. Will you follow him tonight? So lastly, because commanded of the Lord, it's practiced by the Lord, and it's a confession to be remembered. A condition required, a command to be obeyed, a confession that be, will be remembered. Now those of you who are saved and baptized in this meeting tonight, if I were to ask you tonight where you were saved, and the saved ones are going down into the waters of baptism, I'll ask them that and they'll tell me. And God willing, on the 22nd or 23rd, whatever that Sunday is before Christmas, we're going to have a praise and testimony here, and we're going to have some of them giving their testimonies. And I'll ask them, just as they go down into the tank, when were you saved, how long were you saved, or whatever, just whatever, and we'll hear. We'll hear. They'll remember this. Just as you remembered the day and hour and the time that you were saved or the period when you were saved. No, what a glorious day that will be. That was when we got saved. What a glorious day it will be because we are saved. But we will remember, we remember, I remember the last day of May, 1970, after 11 o'clock in the morning, outside the town of Enniskillen, standing on a farmyard, not in the church, it wasn't in church for years, standing up looking into the sky and says, Lord, Lord, if you're there, if there's such a thing as God, would you do something with this life of mine? Oh, I remember that day well. I'll never forget it. It was the best day of my life. Quarter past eleven, the last day of May 1970. Change transformed. Don't ask me how it happened. I don't know. But I knew it happened. And I still know. After 50 years. And I could tell you the night that I was baptised, Willie Mullen. Lurgan Baptist Church baptized Pat and I in 1972, two years after we were saved. And I remember going down into the water. I didn't know a big lot of what I was doing, other than I wanted to do everything the Lord wanted me to do. Whatever the Lord wanted me to do, I wanted to do it. And when, he, when I'd done that, then he showed me something else. And when I'd done something else, he showed me something else. And when I started to break bread around the table with the rest of me, he started to show me something else. And then something else and something else. I believe if it had hindered in any of those things, the blessing would stop. It would stop. 
And there's so much for you to do, but he can't do it until you take the steps of obedience. There's nothing he loves more than an obedient child. No parent. A parent loves an obedient child. And I remember that night. Didn't know of everything I was doing, but I remember that night. And I can go back to that night. And I'm glad that I remembered it. I'll tell you I remember when I got saved. And I'm glad I remember when I got popped that high. Because there's been times in my life when the devil comes and the enemy comes. And trials come. And all sorts of things come. And some of you here tonight, you have doubts about salvation from time to time. And be honest about it, you have. And you go back to that moment when the Lord saved you. And that moment when you got baptized and you declared to all around you. I am, I belong to Christ. That's simply what they're doing when they go down and be buried with Christ. They're coming up to newness of life and they're declaring to everybody around and everybody and I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. I am saved and I want to follow the Lord. And the Lord will bless them. I've never baptized a person that didn't say the Lord blessed them then and after. For what they have done. And why wouldn't they? When we obey him. And do what his word tells us. To do. Now you're challenged tonight. Now you've heard it tonight. Maybe up to now you haven't. As a believer you haven't. You've heard it now. What are you going to do about it? There's a book there. Take it alongside with your Bible and read it. You don't have to come here to be baptised. But obey the Lord at all costs and the blessing will be yours.